a voice sweet like a butterfly, a tongue that stings like a honeybee, your sister love extraordinaire, a.k.a. Red Sonia, the song bee. Welcome to another episode of Sister Love Untethered and Under the Radar podcast. You can support this podcast by hitting the share button, subscribe, and leave a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or Google Play. You can also make a donation by visiting Patreon forward slash Sister Love. Leave a comment on Facebook Sister Love Extraordinaire page. Tell us your pH level for the week. And check out the H3 blog, that's Humor, Health, Happiness, at h3life.blogspot.com. So, let's get this thing rocking. I want to start this episode 21 with condolences to the family of Colby Bryant. Rest in peace, brother. You touched all of our lives, and I love you so many days and so much joy watching the Lakers when I lived in L.A. And with that, it's episode 21, and we have a sexy group of women, a sister's extraordinary circle with Buns of Fun, Contessa Bun, Tanya, a.k.a. Stevie T, and the mayor, Lena Ree. Inside this episode, we ask the question, are you happy to be nappy? And someone, please find Trumbo Shorty. We need them back in the bay. I apologize ahead for coughing, getting over cold. With that, how you living? So let's get started. Hey, Contessa. What's going on, girl? Okay, girl. It's been a long time. I know. Girl, I missed you. I know. I missed you. All the holidays went by. <laughs> I know. Just totally missed you. It's like, my goodness. Yeah, I know. When typically we kind of get together yeah. around the holidays. Something. I kind of missed that. I even oh, yeah, missed. Yeah, remember you had the little Christmas party here. Yeah. Really and then uh, the, the New Year's when we went to see Trumbo Shorty. Oh, yeah. I, I can't talk <coughs> about him. Me Everybody neither. You know, to. we got to do it again. We got to find him. Where is he at? I, I know. We got to find him. Well, okay. Well, so it's the year of the rat. And um, so happy New Year, everyone! Gung ha fa chai. Gung ha fa chai. I love to say that. <laughs> and uh, so let's do a quick pH check in. So the P squared, the P squared is your uh, pursuit of health and happiness. Your pH level is a one to five, five being best. So the P squared is whatever it is that maybe impacted that level. So we'll go around and just do a check in. Like uh, I'll start about my my pH level today. Mm-hmm. Let's see. My pH level today, I would say, is a three. The uh, the pH factor, well, it would be a five, but I had a nightmare last night. I had to scream <laughs> out for help, and Lord Jesus, help me. But, uh, and, and frighten yeah. my roommate almost out of her wit. She probably wonder, what house did I come into? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm telling. Wait a minute, but Next I, time I go throw cold water on her. Okay, because well, I couldn't get up. Throw the Bible at her. Okay, <laughs> at my head. Okay, a somebody. Right. Okay, right. I know. I know. Right. 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 <laughs> you know, it's like you don't want it coming in your room. Right. right? <laughs> I don't know. I know she'll be like. Yeah, she was afraid. She well. <laughs> I can right. just fine from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know, and knock the door. I just in case. 
No. I'm telling you, I needed somebody to open the door, get that thing out of here. And I mean, as soon as I got free, Ooh. I jumped, you know, when you yeah. have those dreams and oh, something is holding you I down. Oh, I have, when I first moved into my house, that happened. Really? Sure did. It was during, I was actually during the day, I was taking a nap. And I felt that, I mean, I was... During the day? Now, yes. see, night is one thing. To have one during the day, that's yeah. frightening. That's real frightening. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and what did you do when you woke I up? We had some people at church come and pray over my house. Hello? Yeah. Hello? Mm-hmm. Sure did. You said just knock this yeah. out right now. Yeah, yeah, knock it out. Yeah, and you had just moved in. Mm-hmm. Well, honey, I, I immediately jumped up and uh, threw my scripture on That's it and threw my my sage. And mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to burn that thing out of here. You will not be here. Wow. And I turned around and I said, I ain't frightened. I'm going back yeah, to sleep. Exactly. And I did. Yep. And <laughs> you know, it's Jesus. like, let me just step on it. It's be like, like be gone. Yeah. Satan, be gone. Yes, Jesus on the boat. <laughs> okay. He was in peace. It's yeah. like some NBG. <laughs> this was some SBG. You know about yeah. NGB, right? We talked about that. Listen, I am vertical. I am breathing. I am alive. Mm-hmm. And I am here in a whole new decade. Mm-hmm. So that's why my pH factor, I say, is a three plus. So anyway, so uh, so we could just do a check-in around the room about your your pH level. And what was the P square factor that maybe impact your pH? So who wants to start? Don't mm-hmm. all dive in at one time. Okay, well, I definitely <laughs> am a five today. Yay! Yay! First of all, I'm just always great, happy for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I know. It's, it's been another day's journey, and I'm glad, a week's journey, and I'm glad <coughs> I it. So, Excuse me. Just to wake up on Saturday morning and just be able to, you know, take yeah. a deep breath yeah. and get a little extra sleep. And, then, mm. and have life for yourself. Yeah. No time for right. you. Right. Yeah. Enjoy what, you know, we work so hard to have. Yeah. Then I got a chance to go to church today, a new experience. Really? That's always a blessing to have with new experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, to do something. I like that. When you when you can purposely do something a little out of the norm yeah. intentionally. Mm-hmm. I've been working yeah, on that. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. how was that? It was a beautiful service. Um, <clears throat> all the people who attended really had so much joy and mm-hmm. just passion for, you know, sharing the love of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So it was just a special service then. It was a special service for all the churches in this region, mm-hmm. Northern really? California, Bay Area. To come together and just check in about what they're doing for mm. the community and to mm. bring joy and to bring, you know, redemption and to bring mm-hmm. really lives. So they talked oh. about yeah. sharing, you know, um, Thanksgiving baskets mm-hmm. and, you know, people giving kids to children of incarcerated people mm. and, you know, just all kinds of wow. things that you realize, you know, we are in it together, you know, and there's something that we can all do to help our brother. You know, I am my brother's sister keeper. I'm a mm-hmm. sister keeper. So it was a blessing to me and it was just uplifting. And then I just, you know. Well, sharing that was just uplifting. I mean, yeah. you just blessed me yeah. right now. You yeah, just put sure that did. shine on me. Sure so did. I might have to bump myself up to a fall now. Yeah. Keep it yeah. going. Keep it yeah. going. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And then last time I got to go to a really a special service or program, it was uh, Bernard Tyson, who recently passed, he was the CEO of Kaiser Permanente. Oh, yeah. oh passed wow. very suddenly. In his wow. That's right. 60 years old. Young, 60 passed, years young. He yeah. had been working with the Oakland Symphony on mm. a playlist that the mm. Oakland Symphony would perform his playlist. And so it's just beautiful, you know, to, wow. to just have that again reminder of, first of all, how blessed we are to be vertical. Yeah. Amen. And how we have work to do. 
and what will our legacy be? Yeah. Exactly. You know, and while we while we, you know, make our plans, the Lord orders our steps. And yes. Right. He knows our yes. tomorrow. And yes. it, you know. Right. And just to think that he was planning that six months ago. Mm. Right. Wow. But just look at the impact that he's had. You know, it's it's shocking for someone like that who has trailed such a way mm-hmm. to impact not just this community, but many communities all over. Well, they talked about him. His wife just got back from Davos where he was recognized by his international medical peers because he was a giant in the medical field. Right. Mm-hmm. He was. You know, Kaiser's one of the biggest health institutions mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And so we're blessed to have them right here in our backyard. Right. You know, so for so many things, it's a five. Wow. It's a five. That's awesome, yeah. Lena. Girl, thanks for sharing that, wow. for being here. Yeah. Thank wow. you for... Okay, can you top it? Oh, my <laughs> God. She might <laughs> girl because but then see that's why we're yeah, here in the sister circle yeah, so that yeah. and, you know and and i you know to be honest and i am always thankful and i'm always joyous in a in a upbeat uh mood or trying to make somebody's day but i have to say that it's been a trying couple of months for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and um i've had to come to face with some true some real feelings mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because i see that i met and Come on, sister. I, 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 I feel your emotion. Yeah. We, we really have to have a sister circle in yeah. prayer. Yeah. The, I'm going to let yeah. you go ahead and finish expressing okay. this, but yeah. we, we definitely will have okay. to do that okay. in close. Okay. okay. Oh, Did you, you want, want me to continue? No. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Want, okay. yeah, go ahead. I'm yeah, saying. but it's just like you're on a scale. I, mm-hmm. I would say I'm at a two, mm-hmm. and only by the grace of God that I am at a five. You know, because this morning is about, I went to church as well, but I went to, you know, my normal, you know, uh, outreach outreach and, and, you know, ministry, you know, giving away food and stuff to the community and stuff like that. And, but, you know, dealing with physical, my physical, uh, uh, back, my back issues right now, which is, I'm not used to. So you're dealing with with a lot of pain. Yeah, and it's a lot of, and then I had to. I'm dealing with my mom, Minnie T. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she uh, was at a home care and ended up going out of business. So it was me trying to help her find another location with very little help. And and so then, and then, you know, uh, having to come to terms with uh, dysfunctional issues, you know, and personal or other people? Just personal. Because for. For us, mm-hmm. our relationship, mm-hmm. and I think I've expressed this to you, uh, Sonia. Yeah, we're not that close. Right. And then, you know, here at a time where she's burnt all her bridges, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm the only one here to assist. And in her, me. yeah, and in my assisting her and trying to be respectful and honoring my mom, she uh, has a big personality, and she's dealing with de- dementia. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that comes come up. And I'm having to suppress or be respectful. But I had a, I just would like to share this, but I had a real talk. I had a performance evaluation at work. And, and it was a good, but it ended up turning into a therapy session with my supervisor because she was going through something similar with her father. Hmm. And she just told me, Contessa, you're just going to have to stop being this nice, stop suppressing all that, and just say what's on your mind. 
just tell, just, you know. And so the other day my mom called <laughs> saying that this place, the new place that I struggled to get her into, driving to here, Timbuktu, oh, this is not suitable for me. Uh, they just don't understand. And it's like, I'm like, well, mom, I'll tell you what. So I was just honest. I said, mom, you've burnt a lot of bridges. And because of the issues you have, there's no one to help but me. Okay? Mm. So I, you know, I'm going to have to just tell you I'm stepping back. You're where you at because you have nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. And to say, you know, but that felt good just to say that and be honest and not feel like I was, mm -hmm. you know, not trying to hurt her feelings or not trying to. But you're you know, damaging mm -hmm. yourself in the process by restraining and, you know, and your blood pressure, oh, you know, things, all kind of things back, are going on in your that, body. That's probably what my back is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, because it's physically, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, harming me. And right. I, I see that. And so I said, I told her, I said, I have to start thinking of myself. And I, you know, and if, thank if, you for sharing yeah, that, you know, yeah. because y'all met my mother right before Christmas. Yes. And, you know, uh, that so much of what you just said resonated, you know, and I find myself times, you know, feeling tense with my mother mm -hmm, and everything. Mm -hmm. and, and I just asked the Lord, you know, help me to, right. to we raise with some respect for right. right. here. Right. Our mothers and right. mothers speak against right. them, you know. Um, right. And so right. I can really appreciate yeah how hard yeah. it was for you. Yeah. But then it's so liberating, you know, because you, yeah. like you said, it's all, it's in the name of love. Yes. You know, I watched Iyanla Van Zandt mm -hmm. uh, fix my life mm -hmm. recently and mm -hmm. it was, I haven't seen that in a long time. You know, a, a young woman who was so, basically Iyanla said she had no emotion. She was totally flat mm -hmm. in a mother's presence because she held so much mm -hmm. resentment. Mm -hmm. Just held mm. it, and she wow. thought back to where her mother's boyfriend was so verbally abusive. It mm. never amounted to anything. You never wow. bitch this, hold that, and how she carried that, embraced it, and vowed that she was going to be better, right, and perfect, right. And, you know, and what it's resulted in is her being um, emotionless mm. and just wow. And Yolanda called. Yolanda called her out. And her mother was sitting there and she started sobbing when she told her mother, you know, you weren't there for me. I wish you could have put me and, you know, I guess her sister before this man. Right. Like you always have to have a man. Right. You never, you know, I mean, that kind of depth, wow. you know, that, you know, that, the, yeah. That, and that's I was, yeah. Even that wasn't my story. My mother, because she was a very, right. you know, caring, caring person. Right. But, but there are issues. Yes. It's, it, and it's the, it's the yes. relationship. It's the dynamic of yes. that relationship. Yeah. Because that resonated with mm -hmm. me and my mother. Mm -hmm. When I'm around mm -hmm. my mom, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, because I don't want to, I, I get, I, she just says things that just cut my core. Mm -hmm. Even though, and she'll say things in front of other people mm -hmm. that will be insultive to me. Mm -hmm. And she'll act like it just rolls off her tongue mm -hmm. like she didn't pay any attention. Like she attacked my weight once mm -hmm. in front of, you know, two guys. We were at a football game and wow. they didn't even know each other. They were guests of mine. Yeah. And she's like, uh, one of them offered candy and she said, well, that's why you're fat already. Oh. And I, I just stopped. And the two guys just hurried up and walked yeah, on. It's like, her it's like, yeah. and I just looked at her. It's like, what? really? And she went, 
Mm. You know, and almost as if, you know, she knew what she said. It's not, but she just does these things that are like darts. So what I've done, and I know, I caught myself Mm. years ago, Mm. and I realized how I just alter my whole personality when around her. Mm. I just get real monotone Mm. and almost bland, like Mm. I flatline. So I, whatever happens throughout the time being around her, so I'm not reacting because she'll say things. Because if I let her, she'll control my emotions. I'll be all over the place and just crazy. But I actually suppress myself to a flatline area because I'm trying to be ahead of so she doesn't control me that right. way. I, I'm just, no, yes, mm. no, that's not how we, we're not going that and way. I feel so <laughs> jealous of women who have such a good relationship Healthy with their relationship. mother. Yes. You know, because I'm exactly the same way. I'm so tense and uncomfortable around her. And, and sadly for me, she's that way around me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I look at the kind of relationship, I have a twin sister. When I look at the kind of relationship she has with my twin sister and the one she has with me, it just breaks my heart. Well, I get you know, you. my sister tells me, oh, my, she talks, my mother calls her every day. <clears throat> and I will ask, and and if if my mother calls me, sometimes I just feel like answering the phone. What do you want? And I know oh, you can call me to see how I'm doing. Hello, mm-hmm. how are you doing today? Are you okay? How you? That's right. How hard is that? <laughs> and meaning, you know, and, and meaning, meaning it, and not want yes. nothing else, but just to see that you're all right. Right. And I think sometimes about what. ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。ジャンルは全くありません。
it's like it's just but she can't you know what I mean she oh, just I get can't. It. I get it's it. just about her yeah. and what she's okay. going through yeah. but one thing I did learn and I want to share this it's so please. important like you said you shared mm-hmm. with your mother mm-hmm. about what you're feeling mm-hmm. I held in because I was always afraid my mother was so fragile yet she's a big Leo personality and will go off in a minute but mm-hmm. at the same token I knew her history and right. I knew that she's yeah. also very fragile and mm-hmm. she just doesn't you know, I just didn't know okay. what was going to happen. So I would always hold my emotions back when mm-hmm. I would get so angry with her. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe mm-hmm. it was part of the reason I had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I healed so much negative mm-hmm. energy inside mm-hmm. of me. Mm-hmm. And for I went to see my spiritual teacher when I told her about my mm-hmm. diagnosis. And the first thing she said, she said, Tanya, you have been a, you've wanted to please people all your life. Mm-hmm. And you've ignored yourself. Mm-hmm. And now mm-hmm. you see what has happened. She told me to always love yourself unconditionally. Unconditionally. Love yourself. Unconditionally. It's so important. That is so when true. When you don't take care of yourself first and you try to go out and do all this, it's a consequence health-wise to your body. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. And sure enough, you know, you know, genes and everything else mm-hmm. kicked in. And mm-hmm. there I was because I was shocked. I mean, there was no breast cancer in the family, but there's definitely cancer. Mm-hmm. I was just shocked. Yeah. And I thought, but what happened? Everything came pouring out. I couldn't, I had nothing to oh, hold it in. Oh, oh, I called wow. her. I mm. called my father. Oh. And I said, I am, mm. <laughs> you mm. did not do anything. You were right, not there right, for me, you know. Right, and right. I was so angry, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it was the best thing I could have done. Right. It was the yeah. best thing I could have done. It was so Boy, you really got that out. So she, she's a she's she survived. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and not only that, you said yeah, and, and she yes. really got it out just now again. Yeah, you know, she was being so quiet. I was wasn't yeah. sure, and then as she, you yeah. know, that emotion oh, yeah. just flowed yes. out. It just spilled on out. But then, it I, is freeing. Yes, you know, not yes. only to the person that directly who maybe has has caused some injury, and and really, it is the the undercurrents of scarring that's mm-hmm. emotional scarring that happens over oh my god you're talking about and you never what do you think happens what happens to scarring over a period of years oh, yeah it becomes scar uh tissue is that scar tissue that you've been through something exactly but there's some place that's a little bit weaker in your body right a little bit more compromised in your body right it's my knee you know when i right. have surgery literally right. i have wow. scar tissue right um, wow you know? and so that knee every now and then you know yeah. let you know right yeah yeah and i have to take you know be very mindful that is that is incredible that is incredible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. But thank you all for yeah, sharing. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That you're here to yeah. share that story. Yeah. I think just, you know, just the release of it. And even that's why it was so important to me to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. And also, to, I never even had a chance to have a conversation with Tanya about last night. Because mm-hmm. I meant to ask you before I, well, it was too early. Yeah. But I meant to ask you even last night. Mm-hmm. Jump up. Did you hear me screaming? Mm-hmm. It's like, but you know, I felt like I needed to handle that. Mm-hmm. Like immediately. Immediately. And then sometimes when you're so used to being by yourself, you know, you never think that not that I want, you know, to frighten anybody, but you never think that maybe in the moment, if you have an opportunity to release that thing, I always feel that I have to take care of things because I'm so, you know, uh, uh, self-sufficient, mm-hmm. but it, you know, mm-hmm. to a point that oh, sometimes yeah. it's to a fault, yeah, it is and you don't fault. know how to it ask is. if you need help, oh, exactly. or you don't know how to open up and really or just tell somebody no, right, or even say no. But when yeah. you know that when you're in those vulnerable, you we have to learn these things mm-hmm. about ourselves, you know. And when we do, it's usually at a time that something traumatizing yeah. right. has woken us up and say, you know what, you're holding too much in, or you need mm. to do this and. 
But anyway, I just felt like I had to, it's like, well, even on a spiritual level where at times I should probably contact somebody that I entrust in a spiritual way mm-hmm. or the church or whatever, yeah. you know, whomever it may yeah. be and reach out. But, you know, in that hour of the moment, it's yeah. like, you don't take care of this right now. Right. You know? right. And then right. you're going you back God, to sleep. You and God. Always. God is yeah. always and, and there. Always. You know, I just remember somebody always. saying, you know, there are moments when all you can say is Jesus. That's it. You know, that's, that's all it. you and that's all say. You, you better to say, say it. it. Yeah. You better say it. Yeah. You know, just because say it. it. Because mm-hmm. then that, you know, all of it will come to for you. Exactly. You know, protect you and cover mm-hmm. you. What you need. Show you and give you discernment and strength and whatever you need. Right. Yeah. And the time of need. Because I, but I know what you mean because I, you know, I have sleep apnea. Mm. Well, yeah. And so when I, the before I go to I bed, have. I say, oh, Lord, okay. let me sleep. Do you wear a mask? I tried that mask and it didn't work for me. But Lena, you have to wear no, it. No, it didn't. I really, but you have to do it. It is critical because, you know, sleep apnea can lead to dementia early mm. and also organ damage. So getting that oxygen and your that oxygen cutting off in the middle of the night, it's not a good thing. So don't take it lightly, seriously. Yeah, Don't. thank you for that. It, it may be uncomfortable, they but keep trying different things, ones. But anyway, I, you know, because I, I know, I mean, I've had people say, I thought you'd stop breathing. I'm like, well, I probably did. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I've had people, well, we shared a hotel room and stuff mm-hmm. before. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And I think you said that to I, me. I think I, you know what? I did. That was in, uh, uh Tahoe. Tahoe, right. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but because of that, you know, I say, Lord, it's in your hands. Yeah. I go to sleep. Yeah. That's, you know, yeah. it's in your hands. So I just always pray. And, and I think that that will help. I'm not mm-hmm. saying you don't pray before you go to bed, but right. you really have to ask the Lord to cover you in your sleep. You oh, absolutely. Sure oh, honey. Yes, now, indeed, from, from honey. Dreams, every day dreams. and every night. I do. I do that. I just, it's just automatic for me. Not only that, now and I also in the morning. Somebody said about that prayer. Away. They said, you don't sit... As a grown person, as a, no, oh. as, a, as a young person, you singing that prayer talk about well, you learn about soul to keep I die before I wake. That's a little traumatic for you. Well, you know what? When you think, no, it is. <laughs> I agree. It is a little traumatic. But when it's you're like, like yo, it I know, but I'm just that's, that's what that's what a comedian was saying. He said that's a prayer. I was like, he said later on I thought about that's a pretty traumatic. It's like we, they raised us all traumatic. See the PC thing is probably the same and. It, not if I do, you know, right. and I will never die before I wake or something, you know, just totally change the word. Well, you know, yeah. God is good. I'm glad yeah. that everybody could share, you yeah. know, the pH factor. We want to, you know, always kind of promote and dedicate something that in to impact, you know, consciously do something every week, if not every day mm. to purposely raise your pH mm. level. That means factor something pH factor something every week. So that's why I like to come back and every week when report or whenever we, we do this, mm-hmm. come together again in another quarter, mm-hmm. and not the you know, other year. <laughs> when was the last time we were here? Was it? How long it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been about a year because I but started in August. In between, yeah, well, right? you've done some before. Yeah, but, but I started this in August. So we did it oh, August oh. a year ago. Oh, oh, oh. So that means that it's been uh, about close to a year when we did it. August of last year? No, the year before. Oh. Well, now it's, it's 2020, so 2018 oh, when I started. Wow. 
Well, you know what? Well, let's just, I want to start out with a little bit of recent news. Now, do you guys remember uh, the name Don Imus Jr.? This is someone who passed uh, not long ago, December uh, 27th. Well, he was most notable for being fired for calling uh, a Rutgers basketball, women's basketball team nappy-headed hoes in jigaboos. <laughs> now, he had that show Imus in the morning or Imus in yeah. the evening, yeah. you know, and he was even on MSN. BC or oh, whatever for okay. a long time. I thought it was wife that said that, but it was him. It was him. Okay. It was it. <laughs> it was him. And I thought, you know what? Now, what time? And this man just passed uh, December twenty seventh, just before the Crown Act of California became law. So the Crown Act of California. Let me just share with you. It's uh, California's is the first state to pass the Crown Act, the Senate Bill uh, SB 188. Mm-hmm. And it Crown stands for Create a Respectful and Open Workplace for Natural Hair hmm. Act. And uh, so it's a law which prohibits discrimination based on hairstyle and hair texture by extending protection for both categories under the FEHA, which I'm not sure, and uh, the California Education Code. So another law that uh, passed something similar was in New Jersey. So I thought this would be a good time to talk about, uh, you know, hair and why would it even be, imp- you know, necessary at this stage in age in 2020 to have to have an act. So I want to talk and just um, bring up a couple of things that happened recently <clears throat> in 2018, a New Jersey high school referee threatened a team to forfeit a uh, a wrestling match unless he c- cut his dreads. And you probably guys probably saw that where they asked the referee went in at the during the match. It was on camera and cut the boy's dread. He looked like a biracial kid. It didn't matter what he was, but to do that as a condition, he was not. It embarrassed him in front of a whole, you know, the, not only people in the bleachers but also the other athletes. In Texas recently, this is just, uh, I think, in the last couple of weeks, two teams were suspended from, uh, from high school and, uh, because, and they were told that they would not graduate unless they cut their hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, two teams, not the same school, but Texas. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. In addition, <clears throat> one other incident that we know of anyway occurred in California, Chula Vista, at a Catholic high school. (coughs) I'm sorry. Excuse me. Where the tuition is $17,000. They suspended a male school student for being out of compliance for wearing braids. (coughs) Excuse me. That just happened a couple of weeks ago. So what what do you guys think? How do you, first of all, how do you feel... I mean, that is about. certainly a violation of every one of their individual um, rights, mm-hmm. uh, period, full stop. And that's why we need a law, because if your judgment doesn't stop you, <clears throat> then maybe maybe there needs to be a law. And and if there had been a law, and I still don't think that they you know can't, but they could have sued that institution mm-hmm. for what they did, <clears throat> cutting. Violent for somebody that don't know you to cut up, come and cut in your hair. In front of everyone, the embarrassment and the mm-hmm. just, 
and a young man. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, even as <coughs> a father, you mm-hmm. know, just the the dynamic, you know, your feelings for a younger. Okay, okay. I just, you know, that, that you so caught up on someone's hair that you can't get past the fact that you are out here embarrassing this young man that can have a traumatic, you know, effect on him well, through yeah, all I his mean, life. Yeah, I mean, there's so many levels of disrespect there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's racial. It's this, you know, I mean, when you talk about white arrogance, you know, that's a really clear example of it. Yes, it is. I refuse to use the expression white supremacy because it reinforces that whites do think they're supreme. Mm-hmm. So I call it arrogance. Yeah. You know, I call it entitlement. Mm-hmm. I don't even call it entitlement. You know, it's just arrogance. Right. And I call um, it evil. Yeah. <laughs> it's just plain evil. So, but, and then he probably did it because the kid was superior in terms of his performance, mm-hmm. his wrestling and other, you know, mm-hmm. so we didn't want him to win. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, all of these things to me are just so indicative of his civil rights being violated, violated and in yes. other cases as well. You know, much maybe less, um, sort of strong is how many people get denied a job or get told to change your hair. Now, this has been 30 years, but when I was in college, first couple years of college, I was offered a job at the front desk of a hotel in San Francisco and on Union Square. And I was told, but you, because I wore uh, cornrows Mm -hmm. to the interview. They said, we like you, but um, you've got to take the cornrows out. You can't wear cornrows. They just openly told you. Period. That, yeah. Now, this mm-hmm. is... 30 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the 80s. But this is still the early 80s. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, it's not surprising to me that it goes on in other places. And sometimes we don't even know how we, you know, maybe denied a job or... Yeah, because they don't have to tell us. They can still, you know, even though they have this new law now... Uh, someone can not hire you or treat you differently. It may be because of your hairstyle, where there's cornrows, braids, or you know locks, but that could be their reason. Mm-hmm. But now they're just not going to tell you. Right. You know, right. They have to express that. That's that's you true. know. So so in other words, they'll just really find other ways. And I yeah, had this conversation. Exactly. Other ways to get exactly. around how they can discriminate. Right. So you know, there's a, a term about uh, what's uh, uh executive appearance or professional. Mm. And so what do you think that defines? Obviously a Europe a look that's European, meaning from your hair to your toes. And particularly it becomes harsher of a judgment when you're a woman of color, particularly African American mm. because of our hair. So historically we've done all kind of things to uh change our hair to meet other standards, European standards of beauty, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and even to the point of, you know, skin coloring. And that's a whole nother, mm-hmm. that has, no, yeah. No. And that has uh, resurged yeah, in a has. big way it has. It's so all over the globe, it. unfortunately. Yeah, I think it has as well. yeah. In other countries as well as Africa, you know, Nigeria, there's, it's like, there are just cultures in, of people or women that are doing it to the point that it's, it's, it's damaging. Uh, damaging to their health. It's cancerous. I mean, the, to the point that they really get well, as white as possible. Well, they've, you know, discovered that there's possibly a link between <coughs> um, the 
the lye or the chemicals that's used to pro to provide a perm no, or relaxer yeah, yeah. and cancer. Lye. Right. Well, they see it and die because there was a study that just came out yeah. about that. So, yeah. And, you know, but the whether it's for health reasons, whether it's just the cost of it. And so, you know, yeah. the time. Cost and cost can be a big Oh, my God. Factor. The time that just mm -hmm. may, you know. Well, you know, maintain I, your hair is it can be really it's it's, time it, it's, it's very cumbersome, and I think um, it's it's really there's no appreciation for mm -hmm. what it takes to look like you think I should look. Mm -hmm. Somebody else thinks I should look. You know, now I'm you know a person who still straightens my hair. I straighten my hair with heat. Mm -hmm. So if I don't <coughs> straighten my hair with heat, if I go in the water or go to Hawaii or whatever. It's going to become an afro right, okay? Right, right. And, you know, and I'm happy for that, right. you know. But I think what I sometimes do feel is judgment from women who have decided to go natural. Uh, you know, that's interesting. You know, because they're yeah. wearing locks or because they're wearing yeah. dreads or because they're, you know, they want to somehow look at me like, well, he's really not black enough. Well, hmm. you really are kind of, you know, still an ancient Or you're still buying you know, into yeah, the... You yeah, still, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and yeah. I don't know what to say, you know. I mean, about what to think about that. I, I, I hmm. reject it. It's not true, yeah. you know. But I get, yeah, I get you. Yeah, definitely. Well, do you remember Chris Chris Rock did that uh, documentary? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About what a good, good hair. hair good hair. Good hair. Yeah. 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 Did you see the blackish episode of the little girl deciding... No. To want to no longer get her hair permed, mm. and her mom took her to the beauty shop. <laughs> you have to see the episode. So they break it down on what you can do from the That's locks to the short. To they went through this really? whole gamut of different ways. We That's she a great show. Great writing on that show. So many options. She got so overwhelmed. She said, "I'm just going to stick to what I know." <laughs> That's the perm. So yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I feel like that sometimes because I I have um, you know. You know, I, I literally, this this is when I'm here, but I when I went to, I'm always conscious because the kind of job I have, mm -hmm. I'm not at going to the same location. Mm. I may be at any different part of the town mm -hmm. where they have Confederate flags and I'm, <laughs> I'm a little concerned sometimes. Mm. So especially when I had my wow. cornrows for a year. So I'm always, I tell I even told my supervisor this when I was at a performance evaluation. I said, I'm always conscious in the back of my head, my hair. I'm making sure that you know, no the one's, image. you know, I have to, you know, so when I'm doing outreach, I mean, it's almost like Cold, you know, cold calling or market, you know, it's grassroots marketing. So I have to go to people and talk to them about a program. But then the first thing they see, first of all, is the skin. So if you come in with your hair any kind of way, I was at an event and this is right in Walnut Creek. Mm. I was at a table. And so the lady was uh, admiring my cornrows. She then said, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. She said, hair, you know, your hair is so beautiful. She said, yeah, I said, and I was just talking about, yeah, um, a lot of women, uh, African-American women, are <coughs> natural. I love the Afros. She said, yeah, they look like cotton balls. <laughs> are they white? How do you the respond jazz? to that? <laughs> no, no, I'm talking about the, they don't look like hair. They look like cotton balls and they're black. <laughs> I don't know nothing about talking about 
you know, sometimes they mind is simple. It's just, you know, you can't even get angry because you just, and I started laughing. Oh my goodness. It sounded so silly. And well, let her go up and squeeze somebody. Right. And, and, oh, and what if somebody had to sign, I promise I will not touch your babies or your hair? Oh, you know, uh, Solange. Um, no. She did a, a a song about "Don't touch my hair." Okay, right? You know, and it's you know, coach is like I have a coworker. Most I work around a lot of Asians, and so of course I changed my hair. I had it pulled back just like mm-hmm. yours, and in, mm-hmm. in a bun. You know, and somebody said, "Oh, I like that better." Well, yeah, like they get an co- opportunity to comment. I, you know, sometimes it aggravates me when. You know, because when you straight your hair naturally, <laughs> natural hair, right. it goes through a whole kind of uh, transition right, from, right, right. you know, white girl mm-hmm. straight uh-huh. to, you know... In between. Yeah, some kind of hybrid look, you know. And sometimes it's just that like, Definitely a hybrid. You know, hybrid. Yeah. You know, it's just proof, you know. And I just... And they'll look at me like, what's... Ooh. Yeah. You know, like... You really are having a bad day. <laughs> I'm like, no, honey, I'm proud of my hair. <laughs> so when you were young, my challenge is mm-hmm. I never really had a chance to embrace my natural hair. Um, because, oh, I'm, I'm expressing my hands. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right. So in the third grade, in the third grade, my mom took me to get a perm. Oh, yeah. So I had I didn't I didn't have a choice in that. She mm. said we're gonna go. My hair was mm. thick. Oh wow, coarse oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. long. Oh, you definitely was. Going and she was a working mother, <laughs> uh, and she said, "I don't have, I have time. time. Right. I don't have time. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't yeah. have time." So I never had a chance yes, to, to appreciate, yeah. love my own hair. I never did. Mm. And then as I got older, she stopped taking care of it when I was a teenager. Right. So then I started having all the breakage and all the issues mm. and all the challenges and everything else. So it was a real challenge, mm. you know. And when I became an adult, then half of my little salary was, mm-hmm. was right, was spending going on going hair. to the hairdresser and spending yeah. on perms and things mm-hmm. of this nature. Mm-hmm. So, and even today, still, right. I'm challenged yeah. Yeah. with, oh, yeah. you know, because I, when I worked, I was natural for five years. Mm-hmm. And I, I liked it, I did, but it was new to me. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, and it's work and you have it's to have time yes, you do. to work with yes, that. Now, nobody true. wants to say no, that, but it's this, true. That's yeah, true. true. You have to get used no, to it. True. You have yeah, to yeah. learn how, yeah. what products you need. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and you spend a lot of money going through products right. to oh, determine what's best for your, yes. your natural locks. And it's, it's, it's challenging. Yeah. And the other big thing, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but at least for me. So I'm a single woman, mm-hmm. right? So I go out, I you know, want to meet a nice man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when I'm natural, no one pays you any no, attention. They don't, you know, brothers don't even want to embrace. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's so unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yes, that it's, is true. It's really unfortunate. It is. I'm yes. really being myself. And some yes. of some of the most conscious brothers, you know, yeah. oh, yeah. that would be the ones, you know, all oh, black okay. women. Okay. And the conscious brothers with the lots of white girls. I'm just saying. You want to say to them, you know this ain't real, right? <laughs> they don't care. You know, it's just they that don't I, care. I feel, I feel that they know better. They know they're about to put their hand on it. <laughs> but it's but just all about the image that they want to project. Exactly. They want you to project, right? You know, to be right. their arm candy, right? Right. Yeah. Right. I was forty when I stopped getting the perm because my mother's. We got her hair pressed, you know, almost every Friday. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was growing up. Every two weeks for sure. We was at that beauty shop, but I had getting that hot comb and 
<laughs> then when I got a teenager, I got a perm, and then I went a long time, you know, until I was 40. Finally, when I said I'm 40, I said, I want to know what my hair looks like mm. without a perm in mm-hmm. it. And I, I am glad I did it. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, I'm natural. And, but yeah. now I feel, I, I, what I really appreciate about the natural hair movement is that it liberates me to feel like, you know, I can go out and whatever it looks like. Right. That's okay. what it is. Right, right. Today, this right. is what you get. You know, mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get, but today, this is it. Right. Yeah. I yeah, actually did a perm, and the only reason I stopped doing it because it broke out my hair. Yeah. Yeah, so I I had I couldn't do it, you know, and I so I ended up my hair is like in between kinky and straight, so then I just always pulled it back. But I was getting ready to say <coughs> something. This, yeah, okay. You know what happens, and I just want to ask this question. I'm at a certain age, and I noticed my hair has changed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is that your natural, my natural hair? What about you, Sonia? Have you found that? Change in what way? Yeah. Well, it, it depends on which hair you're talking about. Oh, oh, I hate oh, to be funny. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm just being crazy. Okay. That is another show. No, I have not. Is that Tyler Perry? <laughs> <laughs> you have hair down there? No. I know. How dare you? That's my husband's hair. No. I don't no, know. But a texture, I don't know, because of menopause or whatever. But my oh, hair, the texture, your texture. Is it straighter or it's a, it's or coarser? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's between coarse and straight. Well, yeah. here's my answer to that. So my experience, because coming up, you know, and we all had childhood experience, and, I, and that's something I want to ask you guys. But uh, my childhood experience was mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. my mother worked two jobs. Mm-hmm. She was a single parent. Mm-hmm. And when she got her hair done and she mm-hmm. took me to get my hair pressed, mm-hmm. and my hair was thick then. My hair mm-hmm. is not thick like mm-hmm. that anymore. Mm-hmm. But it was thick and long, and uh, the hairdresser didn't want to see me coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, it was like, Okay, here come Rapunzel. I don't want to deal with her. But anyway, but it was an and coarse and and nappy, mm-hmm, kinky, mm-hmm. but then long. Mm-hmm. So whenever, whether it was my aunt or anybody else, they manhandled my head, mm-hmm. and it was like, and I fought and screamed. So by the time I was in the third grade. Mm-hmm. Nobody could t- touch my hair other than the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to do my own hair. Okay. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I learned. I got it. My mom was working them two jobs. Mm-hmm. I had a little press comb mm-hmm. on the fire. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, do my, yeah. I was determined. And I had it looking good because all the adults started, who did your hair, girl? I said, I did. You didn't. I said, I did too. Because I was not going to let one more person get up in my head, snapping my head, and manhandling my head. Were you tender-headed? I don't think I was that tender-headed. Because they were so rough. But they were just, it was just rough. And and like my hair is a kind of hair, you have to be patient. You can't just go. Think about it. You you know. That's what I used to do with my daughter. (laughs) And a lot of people did. Because she had that thick hair, yeah. A lot of people did. It's a form of self-hatred, though. When, when you, when you have, when you see people are very aggressive with a child, think about it. It was meanness. It's meanness. And I don't mean it the way I, okay. The way Mm -hmm. I mean it is Mm -hmm. this, is if you look around, Mm -hmm. you know, little white girls have straight hair and you have to deal with this child. 
right? Whose hair is, for lack of a better word, rebellious because it doesn't just fall. It is right? rebellious. You do have to go through some. So much. there's resentment. And, then, and then. then they're, you know, bucking and, you know, and right. upset. And for me, it becomes, you know, why I have to, why we have to have this kind of hair. Is that how you That's felt a, as a child? Yeah. So, okay, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that as far as, you know, you knew there were other little girls of color other than the Asians that had, uh, good hair. had good hair. It was good hair and bad hair and good hair and nappy hair. And, uh, so after going, you know, all those years going to the hairdresser now as after, and then I went through, I went through the perm stage, but not because somebody forced it on me. I was mm-hmm. kind of like trying to do light perms in my late, mm-hmm. with, well, mid to late twenties. Mid to late twenties, yeah, and then 20s. it was twenties, and then in thirties. Let me see. In thirties, I think. Well, really, wasn't until early forties I did the dreadlock thing, mm-hmm. and I did it for almost ten years. Mm-hmm. And then my, I saw my hair; it was it got heavy, mm-hmm. and uh, it was pulling my hair out mm-hmm. on the sides. And I didn't know until the light hit my head. I said, "What's I lifted the lock? It's like what's going on up oh, under wow. there?" And that's when I said. And then it was also after my father died. I said, "You know what?" It's time to let this energy out my hair because mm-hmm. I do believe also your hair holds energy. Oh, so I said, you know what? I'm cutting it, cutting it all out. Mm-hmm. And I'm just I just need to because no one ever introduced me as a kid. I wish I knew about being natural as a kid because then I would have <laughs> been, you know, in high school in L.A. West West Hollywood High School. Mm-hmm. You had to have straight. Long, oh, yeah, you, you know, LA, you had to yeah, look, uh, you know, close to a certain complexion, a mm-hmm. certain this to get attention. Mm-hmm. But that was, it's like you weren't uh, accepted unless you had a, a look like that, you know, with the hair. And the hair was a big thing. Well, so, an extension of that now is if you go to <coughs> high schools and stuff, you know, all you see are black girls. With a whole lot of weave in their hair. Well, that's the culture you know? now. You know? And so, it's and they have the sin. option. They have the option of natural, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to get any attention. That troubles me, to be that honest is, with you. Yeah, you know, but, and I, but that that's a really reality. Troubles me. That really troubles and it's me. interesting when you talk about being younger and growing up. I had to reflect and I was like, wait a minute, it was interesting. I was the only girl out of three brothers. Then we had the mom over here who was not neglectful. <laughs> so didn't have a really relationship with her. So I literally remember looking at an old picture of myself and I thought it and I'm like, oh my God, there's my younger oh sorry. There's my younger brother. It was me. <gasps> oh. Not that they cut my hair off, girl. I just didn't look because my mom didn't comb my hair. Oh. And it was just all over my head. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I hung up with my brother. So, so you didn't know right, any better. Right. I didn't know any better. Yeah. So I had to sort of do learn on my own. Right. And what actually happened is I started, I would wear my own natural hair. I actually wore afros for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Then when I went from afros, I used to do tiny braids. And I used mm-hmm. to braid my hair really tiny and curl them up mm-hmm. and look like I had curly hair. That's what I did for, and that was out of survival, not because <laughs> I was trying. The hairstyle I <laughs> always wanted to have is actually the one that you're wearing with the ringlet uh-huh, in my hair. Uh-huh. And so when I was, I guess, in my 20s, maybe, yeah, early 30s, and people and people were starting to come a little bit with the twists uh-huh, and the locks uh-huh. and stuff like that. And then 
you know, of course, there were always people who had the rings and the mm-hmm. kind of the natural hair. So I decided that I was going to wear my hair like that. Mm-hmm. So I would, I'd relax for that. Mm-hmm. I would go to the beauty sh- No, I would do it myself. Mm-hmm. Wash my hair. You know those tiny rods? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'd probably put about 50 or 60 of those tiny rods in my hair and make those curls uh-huh. and wear it for like a week. But I was doing my hair every damn every week day. for hours. Every, yeah. There it is. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and it became a signature look. And when I, I don't know what made me decide I have had enough of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a Jerry curl. No, it wasn't an official mm-hmm. Jerry curl. Not an official had a one. Jerry right. curl. It was mm-hmm. like my version. Mm-hmm. Did you have one, Sonia? No, I never had. I, I had. I did the perm thing. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. That was until years later. So I never did it. I did the press and curl. Yeah, press you know, and curl. And, but, but I could do no activities. None. Right. Don't let me want to hit this hair. None. <laughs> I did one earlier on in thirties one time. I think I. Finally did a press and curl. I walked out. I'm like, oh, I like this. I mean, by midday, it was like, whoo. It's true. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But then you think about what we have to go through with our hair. I look at every other culture probably don't have to put in the focus and the resources and the money and Mm -hmm. the time. And when they look at our hair, they don't realize. Well, that's what kills me, not to cut you off. But when I hear like white girls and Asian girls talking about they got extensions and all this stuff, I want to beat them up. And then, you know, the ones that, you know, you have beautiful brunette hair, but they got to be blonde, you know, and all. Mm. I don't know. You know something? I, I came to this conclusion. I think this was probably about 10 years, 12 years ago. That, you know, when I see little black girls, you know, mm. we're traumatized, mm. you know, we early are. in life yeah. for different reasons. But then there, then there's the aspect of our hair and having to go, you know, that's something that other little white girls and Asian girls never, they don't know what that trauma is right. of crying and mm-hmm. having to get your hair pulled and yeah. this, that, yeah. and the other. Yeah. I mean, that's really scout trauma. Yeah. It's a oh, scout yeah. bird, you know, you know? Yeah. and feeling like there's something wrong with you, you know, when your hair ain't right. right. You know? yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, how people are looking at your hair or, or did it get wet and everybody's staring at you. It's yeah. like, Oh, look what happened to you. Somebody will say to you, girl, what's up with your hair? (laughs) Well, you know, it happened to my cousin. (laughs) Wait a minute. She was dating some, some, uh, like, let's say, some Italian man. (laughs) Wait a minute. And she went on a date, and he was, like, young. This is in the 20s. The Italian uh, guy had, uh, took her uh, to his apartment in West Hollywood and had a jacuzzi. And her hair was beautiful. She used to get it whooped. So it, it would look like this, Silky. right? Silky. Silky. And she was about shoulder, you know, cut little butt cut and got in that hot tub. And then all of a sudden, you know, had a couple of glasses of wine. And then she said, all of a sudden, I'll never forget. She, she was traumatized. She said, and he looked at me and he said, she said, I didn't even think about it. He said, Oh, it's true. Look at your hair. He said, what are you talking about? Oh, my God. Being how cute, sipping her wine. He said, oh, it goes puff. And oh. she said, what you t-? Girl, it was that shriveled off. That tight, I mean, it was an afro puff. She no, was, was totally worst, embarrassed. That was my worst nightmare when I was, you know, <laughs> back in the day, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I went to somebody's house and they had a hot tub oh, or a pool or, a pool. or something. Oh, and that's a shame. Oh, 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 oh. I'd be so wanting to say, can I put a plastic bag on my head? Oh, honey, <laughs> sure, honey, sure. <laughs> you don't even know. Leave her. You don't even know. Leave her. No, I don't even know. 
about the water. What about not the plastic bag? Girl, I put a shower cap on it. Going, well, I just gotta okay, say this because okay. you know what? Because when I travel professionally for work, no, I'm you know, uh-huh. and of course my hair is okay. you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying. I got to, yeah, and, and I really sometimes I get so frustrated because I'm like, I gotta make a decision not to go into that jacuzzi because I gotta be a speaker tomorrow and I can't show Job. up. Yeah, and I ain't got my tools and all that stuff. And then, but sometimes I just have to break down and I'll go down. And I put, I will put a shower cap on my hair and go into the pool at the Hilton and the jacuzzi, <laughs> and, jacuzzi and I'll just look at him like, <laughs> oh my God, but that's so funny. Doesn't that flash back to a picture as a kid and you seeing some little nappy ass little black kid in, you know, little raggedy pants with little hole in the underwear, got them in the pool, not even real bathing suit. <laughs> they got a, a, a plastic bag on the Right? That took too much time. But you know, my part, I remember one time I, I went to Holy James uh, High School, which is all girls school. And I had two friends, one Karen Schoonover, <laughs> and she invited me to her house over an overnight stay. Mm-hmm. And her they lived up in the Berkeley Hills, nice house. And so she had this other friend. I don't think she really liked. Now I go back and look, she didn't like black people really. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, <laughs> you know, putting oil, putting bergamot on your scalp, right? <laughs> bergamot. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Girl, you didn't, oh, you didn't grease your scalp. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't grease your scalp. You put it on your hair so your hair won't be too tight get, or get dry. Because I had a natural toilet with natural. So I had right. to put the, you know, because you, you took your bergamot to people's house. Well, I don't know. You know, I'm not thinking. I'm not You're like, did y'all have to grease your hair too? But you should have seen the look on their face. like, why are you putting grease in your hair? That's something. And it was like, I didn't even think I was standing there shocked. I didn't know what to say. And I'm like looking at their hair. Then I looked and then it dawned on me like, oh, your hair is different. You don't have to do this. We can't. We have to put some <laughs> grease on our hair and get dried up. And, you know, but I just and that really when I began to see the the difference. difference. You, I was it, I was actually so tickled at a recent episode of Blackish where the youngest <laughs> daughter, what is her name? She's so funny. I don't know. She is good. Um, she is she went to a sleepover. And of course, mm-hmm. you know, at mm-hmm. their sort of socioeconomic right. level, right. many of her friends, she's going to have a diverse friend. Right. So, you know, none of the other little girls at the sleepover were black, but she showed enough tied up her hair. <laughs> I thought they keep it at 100. Okay. She did, did anybody, up her anybody hair. comment on it? No, no. I think it, it was kinda, like yeah, some, some yeah. It was like they, you know, yeah, almost like it was yeah. like maybe the conversation had already transpired, right, and right. we all have understanding yeah. now that she ties her hair. Right, that cracks me up. Wow. You know, when I was in Africa, um, it's funny when the women would do hair and they would do the braiding. Mm-hmm. It was actually a time, a real bonding time oh, for yeah. women. That is true. They would sit for mm-hmm. hours yeah. and they would laugh yeah. and yeah. talk and they have those That's little suits, you know, those oh, little yeah. sheets they would go sit to, down you, Go to the market yeah. and they would be That's sitting there true. braiding and laughing That's and talking. It was just a real bonding time. That is true. And the little girls, I guess, you know, like you say, the terms of pulling the hair when, mm-hmm. you're, you know, when yeah. your hair is coarse. 
you know, these kids, African girls, they can take all of that at like age five. They're fine. There is yeah. no such thing as tenderheaded right. at all. Because right. they've had yeah. that since yeah. they were tiny. Yeah. Right. You can see them right. when the mothers were braiding right. their right. hair right. too. Right. And so when they get older, they don't, they just sit. Yeah. They yeah. don't really fuss. Isn't that so, that's it's right. amazing. It's like they're that's, trained. That's, that's a good point. And they don't have the trauma that we, we have. We right. go through right. in yeah. the Western world. Well, right. I used to well, love to see they get a chance to embrace their culture. It's different. It's different. Not to say they're not permanent. We well, I mean, but I'm just saying, know, as they you, get older, yeah, right, as they get older, yeah, right. as they get older. But the thing about it is about being able to comfortably, comfortably embrace your culture right. mm-hmm. and feeling okay with that. Absolutely. And that's what we've struggled with. And our hair is a key part of our culture. You know, you know? sometimes if we put as much money into saving for a home or saving for this that we put into getting our hair done, think about that. You know, no, wait a minute, you said it. Because I, you know what I would like to see? A protest. All we have to do, Lena, one day, don't find no hair, don't go, don't go to, they mm. will shut down. Mm. Yeah. Shut down. Yeah. I read something about, it was a, they own all the hair, Asian beauty supply place, called somebody the N-word, the community got together, stopped shopping, closed them down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I wish that yeah. we, we would have that consciousness because if that were the case, we wouldn't be running into all of these uh, uh, beauty supply stores and, and, and just and sometimes supporting black owned businesses. Right. You know, right. where instead of in an industry that really tries to exclude us mm-hmm. from having access to retail mm-hmm. merchandise mm-hmm. at competitive mm-hmm. rates, mm-hmm. whether it's hair or particularly in the hair. Right. Because that, you know, the hair is all imported from other places. But there's a really great documentary. In fact, I may have copies on DVD to share with you that mm-hmm. someone did, and I think it was locally, and this mm-hmm. is probably almost 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and it's all about the industry, the hair industry, and how African Americans purposely are excluded from participation, fair participation, mm-hmm. fair market participation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is from the source. Mm-hmm. And this is how it is. They've but it makes, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. <coughs> the thing we can't be excluded from is the caring of our hair. Yeah. You know, and so to whatever extent we are able to, you know, continue to support women and men who, for, for whom that's their trade, that's their profession. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because I mean, I mean, and you, th- and then I also think about the fact that you know this person that's doing only sees me every six weeks or four weeks or however often I decide to get my hair done. I pay a nice little money to her, but she's on her feet all day long. Yeah, mm-hmm. is she really making enough mm-hmm. money, a living wage, to, you know, get ahead to go to retirement? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long is she gonna have mm-hmm. to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, think about that a lot. Yeah, so, I. It was a meeting I went to. It was a sales force. It was the, it was the black. Something Salesforce is like, oh, yeah, you, you heard of that? So. There was a young brother there, 30 years old. He learned Chinese, would go to China, learn Chinese, got connections there, and start buying the hair, selling them to the black beauty, yeah. I mean, beauty shops. Uh-huh. Okay. Cutting off the, 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 the middleman, middle yeah. right? Okay. And wow. he's a millionaire. Millionaire. And he... It's a, wow. big, it's a big business. It's a big business. I can only imagine. Yeah. Oh, and it's not just business. and all over wherever you have black people, mm-hmm. whether it's you know That's in it. 
England right. or, right. or yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. everywhere, yeah. you know, it's the same dynamic. I remember when I lived in Japan, this is an interesting story. I lived in Japan and I went over and I just had my hair relaxed mm-hmm. and then I went over and it was starting to, you know, that relax was starting mm-hmm. to wear off, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. About, yeah. Had a lot of roots. And I was on the train in Tokyo one day and I saw this family who were originally from Tanzania. Mm-hmm. And little girls had their hair braided and mama had her hair braided. I'm like, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> I was like, I need your name and your number. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, can you right, braid my right, hair? Right. Yeah, and yeah. they became the people that took care of my hair oh, wow. yeah. when I lived in Japan. Uh, yeah. How long did you live there? Um, a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, about a year and a half. And, you know, it was... It was very interesting experience, but and but at, then I met this guy who was in the military, so he was in the Marines, so he mm-hmm. had access to the base. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was I knew a lot of Africans, mm-hmm. and I told them that I could get product. People were giving me orders wow. for boxes of because I could go to the right. commissary, right. and right. you know, and right. buy up, and I could mark that stuff up. I was making wow. a nice little commission, you know, a little, little profit. Yes. I said, boy, if we can somehow mark corner that market, because black, like you said, what if uh, the black women took? Because their black women can't afford to really do their hair; they sacrificing their rent, doing trying to get a weave in their hair, you know. To mm-hmm. to you know, and and sometimes I'm thinking, like like you said, you know, prioritizing, mm-hmm. you know, taking that money and start. Oh, Fine. Well, that's what I tell my nieces, you know, um, and cousins, and I say to them, learn how to comb your hair. Embrace <laughs> your hair. You know, I'm not trying to judge if you want to do something and be glamorous or be, you know, but you know what I mean? At oh, the I end of the day, if I yeah. came down to it, right. I could get a bottle of shampoo right. and a right. pressing comb right. and do, you know, or, or not. Right. You know, and right. just wash right. my hair yeah. and it'll be clean and it'll be presentable. Yeah. That's all. That's it. That's it. So know. I thought this was interesting. So Dove did a study, oh. Dove Bar. <laughs> Not the ice cream. <laughs> but no, this, I'm just thinking about that commercial they did with this. You know, you saw they were the controversy. Oh, maybe that's why they mm. <laughs> had something so to do with the do? study. Well, the study, this is just a study that they did in a couple of, just two bullet points. I'm sure there's a whole lot that came out of be interesting but anyway that a black woman is this is from the result of their study that a black woman is 80 percent more likely to change her natural hair to meet social norms Mm. or expectations at work that's true the other fact that came out okay (laughs) is that black women are 50 percent more likely to be sent home or nor know of a black woman sent home or child even now we hear from the workplace because of her hair. hair And then that's when, you know, they talk about the standards of beauty. But uh, another interesting point, someone wrote an article all about the psychology of hair. Actually, I think it's a book. And um, and this is an African-American woman. And uh, she says the hair may play a critical role in how African-American women uh, view themselves. And others. Unfortunately, we judge each oh, other. Definitely. Absolutely, we're no, harsh. Yelena said it earlier. What did you say, girl? What did you say? What's wrong with your hair? <laughs> I told yeah. her I've done that before. Look, look, look at that baby's hair. Why don't? <laughs> right. That's the truth. Yes. <laughs> Why did Mama show me a shape? Right. Want to get that pressure? <laughs> <laughs> Go to that oh yeah, get that green, honey. I used to do that with my mom, with my daughter. She said, "Mom, 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Lay down them edges. Wait a minute. And don't go to church where some older black woman take out a home. Like, come here, child. Come here. It's like, and then oh, the, you see the child go back to the mother and comes to get pick, get the child out of uh, Sunday school and say, who, who did that to your head? <laughs> no, but I, I get, and I, you're right, our own own prejudice. You know, when you see a younger, what I don't like, this is what I don't like to see. If the child hair is natural, it's fine. But what I can't stand to see is when a child has a perm and mama has not combed the hair and the hair is all over the head. Yes. And it's just, Oh my gosh, I just like, no, no, don't send the baby out like that. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go put a permanent, all you have to do is put it in a ponytail if that's the case. But it's just for me, I know, I'll be, I'll be the first, because I know it's a mama and me, but it's just like, I want to go comb the poor baby's hair, just make it neat <laughs> and nice, you know. Well, you know, and I know we all went to school, we're all of a certain age, uh-huh. but do you know, you ever remember being in <laughs> elementary school and there was always a couple, you had them, bra- them little, 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 Never just all I never straight understood. on top of the head. Why you want to go there? Because <laughs> I would be that one. Okay. <laughs> like nice hair. You know, right, 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 right. Watch my sister. She, her hair was, you know, you could pull it together and really yeah. make a substantial well, Afro pop. Right, right, right. My hair was so tired. Okay. <laughs> do, do you have little, little oh, elementary school it's pictures? It's Oh, 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 I feel for you, Lena. I'd be like that, but I see kids like that. I just want to grab them and just hug them and just like, it's okay. Let me just, let me do something with you. But today, you know, most mothers, they don't let their child, you know, because the mothers will make it a point, you know, because now, you know, once they started doing corn rolls, Mm -hmm. cane rolls, Mm -hmm. French rolls, whatever you want to call them, or French braids, Mm -hmm. you know, immediately that little girl. Now, the one thing I, I don't like, to see it's when no when when the mother over combs the child's hair to her little edges, edges are coming out it was so tight yeah. to make the make all those little cute little rubber bands all mm-hmm. over the place oh yeah they're damaging the child's yeah. hair yeah, that's yeah. True. and they're causing the child later her hair is going to fall out yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so many spectrums you know one thing I want to say is I'm really grateful, though, for those where we are now in terms of natural hair care. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. come so, so long. Yeah. We far. Our I mean, this is so much more open. Yeah. Yes. And we we're so creative with this. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, we have created so many. We can we can cornrow it. We mm-hmm. can braid it. Mm-hmm. We can straighten it. Mm-hmm. We can lock it. Right. We can, I mean, we're the only people on the earth that can do that. And I know I've had, I have really close white friends right. who tell me, yeah, no, <laughs> you're kind of lucky because right. you can do a lot, a lot of things with your hair. That's pretty cool. Because I don't, you know, that you a white just, person right. locking their hair, I never, right? you know, I can't, yeah. that, yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's not a good look. Yeah, so all. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And some of them wish that they could yeah. do what yeah. we could do with yeah. our hair. Just oh, like, that, you know. Because we can go, we can go months like, without washing our hair if we, as a matter of fact, it's actually healthy, where they have to right. wash their hair. But I've seen them trying, you've seen them yeah. out there oh, trying girl, to braid, I'm you know, wear a little, yeah. cor- the little yeah, braids. Yeah, a couple of them, yeah. Corn rolls and a couple of beads. The first thing they do. Kardashian, they're trying to make it like she made the, you know, the start, the statement with the corn rolls. That was Derek. Well, that was started back then, but when mm-hmm. recently uh, Kim Kardashian had her hair braided, everybody was raving about it. Like, this has been doing it forever. <sighs> when you go to the Caribbean, when you oh, go to yeah, Jamaica, that's it, the, yeah. they the, when they get thing. off the plane, <laughs> they there. They, Who can do it? And the ladies there know. Show up at the resort. Mm, These white mm, girls want their hair 
Mm-hmm. You know, for mm-hmm. their little trip, and then mm-hmm. three days later, the minute they go in the water, and it then fell out. But, <laughs> <laughs> True. But you know, but then again, you mentioned on, on a positive scale, but then uh, the whole hair business is still lucrative for a lot of black women because it, mm-hmm. it's creating their own, whether they become their Small own. Small business owner. Yeah. 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 Their own hair lines. Right. right. Own exactly. Product lines. Exactly. And all kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. And, and like you said, you know, even similar to the way you described the market, you know, when I in in the markets in Africa mm-hmm. where people sit and get their hair done mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. it is, that salon is still yeah, that that's same true. situation. That's true. That's still that same environment. Yeah, you know, yeah. where you can go and I mean, I just have never been. I, I the woman that does my hair, she is a Veda trained, so she works in a salon that's predominantly white, mm. and then she got her weekend clients, okay, and I wanted a you. weekend clients, <laughs> you know, because yeah. I ain't going up in that, no. uh, you know, Veda uh-huh. salon. <laughs> Oh, no. to, to have everybody, you know, breaking their neck, staring oh, no. at, you know, staring at me. Right, and... right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's you know it's it's just I mean we're we're so unique that like I said it starts from a child our relationship like it's the African cultures that cultivated over centuries and centuries and centuries of communities like you know the women it's really a bonding you know where the community comes together you bond whether within your village or within Mm -hmm. your family and they learn it very young just like they learn very young how to handle Mm -hmm. the hair and to Mm -hmm. do it for each other and uh, you know, it's like, but unfortunately, a lot of us, I mean, and now like how we're, the culture is embracing co- uh, natural hair, but for so many years and uh, traditionally and generationally, historically, it was like uh, as soon as the the hot comb was invented, and by the way, it wasn't Madam C.J. Yeah. Walker that invented it. Did you know that? Who was it? Um, her name is, I'll tell you right now. She's a black woman? She's, oh yeah, she's African American. Well, the, well, actually, so the, the hot tool, uh, used on the hair was actually invented by a French man mm. in, uh, like hmm. 18, 1827. Was it used for the, for the hair? Is that what it was? It was used for the hair. For not, for but but I think probably it was used in a way like might have been more similar to uh, like a flat iron, a hot thing, and probably for hair that was just uh, curly, curly and Jewish. Exactly. You know. Exactly. So and that was yeah. like eighteen twenty something. But then um, there's a African American woman, and I have her name here. That uh, her name is. Actually, yeah. The the by the way, the French man, his name was I'm sorry, eighteen seventies. I dated mm-hmm. it too too early. His name was Marcel Gratteau. Mm-hmm. And uh and then later, um, prior to Madame C. J. Walker was Annie Malone. She was the one to it first patent the the hot comb. Okay, so it really wasn't see but C J. What year was that? Was C J. Walker? I didn't ever. I thought she came out with products. She did. She, she had products with, actually, and I thought it was the relaxer <coughs> product. That That's what I thought. Oh, hair relaxer. Yeah, yeah, because she did cosmetics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so many. But people yeah, said. you think about how back in the day when um, they called getting your hair pressed, getting a Marcel. Oh well, there it is. So that? it was no, after him, not. yeah, yeah. a Marcel, because that's that. the man's name. Yeah. Oh, you're really? right. Mm-hmm. Like when, in the early when? 1930s mm-hmm. and stuff when, like when that. You you heard that growing up? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Uh, where are you that, from originally? San Francisco. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that goes back. If they were calling it, and, and even that's mm-hmm. how long Marcel. that Or they that might call it Marcel Waves or right. something like that. Um, mm. I heard that expression. I never knew wow. it was because it was... Oh, wow. That's him. interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Ooh, you know, today. and, you know, yeah, it's interesting to hmm. that... Um, our culture around hair, our mm-hmm. knowledge and our experience has evolved, right. but it's, but we, it's not, yes. it's still not that, you know, different than, you know, I mean, you still see the spectrum of mm. what women do to their hair, right. you know, and how they, and does it, uh, determine on what profession they're in? Because if you go to corporate America, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like, you know, yeah. you, you know, even as a, who was that newscaster or that wreath? Was it was it Velvet? Who was it? Dana King. Dana no. King. They were. She had. She got fired because. Yeah, somebody did, but I don't remember. Mm. Was it a national network or local? I can't remember. I'm not gonna. I don't do that <laughs> these days. My memory. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's a good thing, and it's and it's great when you know now legislatures are starting to really recognize that there is abuse and discrimination. Uh, around things that keep people from, you know, being able to work and being able to get an education and, you know, being able to, starting, going back to where we started from, enjoy the sports, you know, or mm-hmm. be excelling at less. Remember back when Serena and Venus used to wear all the little oh, girls, yeah. all the bees? The bees. Oh. They mm-hmm. just, they just shocked the business world. They you know? messed up. They oh, but look the how big. they treated um, the gymnasts, um, the African American gymnasts, uh, and talked about her hair because it would, oh, yeah, you know, stick up at the uh, sides and stuff. And the sound wasn't it a black person that talked so, about her yeah, hair? Yeah, I was gonna say the sound. Yeah, that's that's that yeah. old uh, grandmother. Uh, somebody talked about you know, fix that child's hair. Out there is, you know, doing black flips, and you ain't you can't even stand up, and she right. doing back flips, and you talking about her hair. It's yeah, true. It's, it's, it's true, but there's a lot of there's a lot of studies and um, and writings about you know the psychology and the politics of mm. black hair, but written by us, you know, mm-hmm. taking you know yeah. someone who says you know what there's there's a lot here we need to take a little dive because how it really impacts not only how a person feels about themselves, themselves. their self esteem, and the psychology of it because. It is a, another personality. To me, it's like my butt. My butt has its own, own personality, personality, and it forces yeah. me to have to deal with right, it. Right, exactly. Now, that mean, when I say that, I'm talking about my weight and, mm-hmm. you know, moving and maneuvering yeah, and that. all yeah. of that. The yeah. same thing with my hair. It makes me, can't escape it, unless I want to cut it all off. I can that, escape it temporarily. That? Well, what about that? Women going bald. I, I just, I yeah, love it. That's, I, I think love if that. you're bold... And courageous enough that you don't give a damn because that's really what you're saying mm-hmm. to society and mm-hmm. to men that, you know, look, I'm not worried unless you, you know, unless you're uh, gay and you, therefore you're not going to be judged in right, that way. Right, right. But to the other people, you know, the rest of the world, heterosexual world and, you know, and everybody mm-hmm. else who will criticize. I mean, it's really in your face saying. I don't give a damn. I'm going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Don't judge me by, by my, my hair. hair. I mean, that's pretty well. I I lost it after I actually lost it after surgery. So I was under for about eleven hours because I was under so long. Oh wow! um, The hair cough, but it slowly fell out, which was even harder for me. So I ended up whacking it. So it's been 
um, about a year, year and three weeks. No, three months. Yeah, year and three months. So mm-hmm. I'm growing it back out, my okay. natural hair back okay. out again. Okay. Now. Yeah. So there, I want to say I did find out the the news anchor that was fired. Her name was Brittany. Uh, let's see, uh, Brittany Noble Jones, mm-hmm. and she was with J- WJTV. And mm-hmm. she said she was told that this was in. Uh, yeah. Well, it's being reported January sixteenth, twenty nineteen. Okay, yeah. that's the uh, date of the article. Mm-hmm. And she says I was told my ma- natural hair is unprofessional, mm-hmm. and the equivalent. To him throwing something, okay, I have to pull it up. Something about many white employees have to wear wigs in order to do their jobs. I guess that was a question. Oh, mm-hmm. that they threw at her. And she was fired, oh, May 2018. Mm, that's not too far away. So what's, I'm just curious, where is the station? <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's see. And she was an anchor woman, so it looks like it was my well the the internet oh it's it's a little slow, so when it comes up i'll I'll let you know, so carry on continue amongst yourselves. <laughs> Just like my daughter asked me the other day, she wants, because I think the uh, water in uh, Vallejo, and I remember when I mo- first moved there and I was going to get my, uh, get a pedicure, and I had a conversation with a lady who had been in Vallejo for quite some time, and she said, the water is bad out here. <gasps> And I didn't, it didn't hit me, mm-hmm. but so now mm-hmm. we've been washing our hair. I'm just, just ordered some filters for mm-hmm. because it's been breaking our mm-hmm. hair out. Mm-hmm. And so she said, mom, I want to, I want to, want to do braids just to give my hair a break and not have to, cause she, I never put a perm in my daughter's hair. I said, you could go color. It was just more for health reasons, not because I was trying to, yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I, but I just didn't want her to have to. Uh, rely on a perm so I used to just braid in tiny braids a lot but the thing about it is she was asking me the other day I just want to put braids in my hair give my hair a break because I put it back in a bun mm-hmm. and I think that with me washing it all the time mm-hmm. and she said but you know how you know Ben she works at Wells Fargo corporate all <coughs> she said but what do you think they'll think about that what do you think do you think it's do you think it's okay and it was kind of really I couldn't quite mm-hmm. I didn't quite know how to answer that mm-hmm. You know, because it does depend on the corporate environment, your culture. You know, I asked her, so are other uh, African-American women there, or do they wear any other style? She said, no, most of the time it's straight, you know. Mm. And that's, you know, so it's, and I said, for the health of your hair, I would say you've been there long enough, and it's not like you, you know, have to be meeting with clients and stuff like that. I said, you've been there long enough, they know you just, just, you know, put it in for the health of your hair right yeah. now, yeah. you know, so, yeah. Well, you know, uh, I want to say about the water, because that's something I noticed years ago. I had a friend that lived in Brentwood, mm. and when I went out there, whenever I would, I would stay, like, for a weekend, mm-hmm. and the, the water was so harsh, my mm-hmm. skin would just be all white. Mm. And I know it's because it's, it's flat water table mm-hmm. off the Delta, mm-hmm. and all of that farming and chemicals oh, that's wow. filtering in into wow. the water, and they can allow a certain amount of chemicals that's in true. the water legally. Legally, yeah. And then actually, we don't see this is the thing about it. They say legally, but we don't. We know behind the scenes, Flint, they, Michigan. They, yeah, we know. Right, you know, people testing and you know, monitoring, and you can go do a report, right? Right, you get what you get, right? Mm-hmm. So I found it. Here's the uh, story about the woman. Okay, 
So uh, it was uh, a Mississippi station. <laughs> okay. She was no. told that she needed to look more like a beauty queen. Oh, uh, She asked her news director to stop straightening her hair after uh, having her son something. Okay, well, that's a bullet point. But anyway, but uh, she was hired as a morning acre. And after uh, uh, covering the Michael Brown shooting in Ferguson, Missouri. So she was hired to cover that. And it says, but last year, which means 2018, mm -hmm. she was fired from her job just one month after she filed a complaint about being told to straighten her hair. And while her former employee uh, claims Brittany was fired because she used a sick day to care for her dying grandfather. Oh, and she insisted way. that it was that discriminatory. Animal, are you? That's good. Did you think any of those, those were good reasons? Yeah. You know, wow. I mean, wow. Just the things that we have to do with sometimes. Yeah. It's so true. So Jeez. True. Wow. Just absolutely crazy. Not only as just... Well, I hope she wins that case, and I'm glad she filed a lawsuit against her, because you know what? Yeah. Sometimes you don't think that'll teach people anything That's is it. money. It's money. Hit the there pocket. It Hit That's that it. pocket. Yeah. That's the only yeah. time they understand something is you just rock, rock they, they world when it comes to them dollars. And their attention. press, you know. You get their attention. Press. But I don't think any I don't think anything can phase old racist Mississippi. Ooh, child. The whole, I'm telling you, the state. Yeah. So, Texas and Mississippi. So you think now that we have the crown law in place, at least in California, do you think this is the beginning of seeing more happy to be nappy? No. <laughs> Like you said, they're just going to find more creep. What is that sign I saw about racism? Oh, it was, I said I was going to remember it. Mm. Oh, but is it? They okay, don't when it comes to it's you, just, just blurt yeah, it out. Yeah, but it's just like, you know, slavery. Now it's incarceration. Mm. I think so. I think that, and this is, I think this is to some extent even true on no matter what ethnicity you're dealing with or race you're dealing with. You can look at just about any race and look and tell if that person is just taking advantage or if they really are have put some effort into, you know, because I'm not trying to sit <coughs> across the table with somebody that got a, a, a blonde bush on their head. You know what I mean? That, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, lock, or, you know, locks or whatever it is that to me doesn't look presentable. What is that line between being presentable and, or, yeah, um, yeah. and just kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. Some people, no matter what race you ethnicity, some people are just too natural. Well, <laughs> you just want to say, well, what was the last time you okay. got a haircut? Okay, so we talking about natural. I don't like that bad head look that come out with the natural bed the bed, head. No, no, what? white folks, that bad head. You know that style Explain with the bad head? They just kind of look like they just rolled out the bed. Exactly. They go to be money to look that way too. I was sitting next to someone today in the board meeting. <laughs> that looked like that. Yeah, the bed head. And so, you know. That's, so, not, that's not, to right, me, that's not and, professional. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that they, you know, they know that they can't wear that bed head to a certain, <laughs> you know, um, boardroom or office <laughs> environment. They know that. They know that. You know, so that's you. You end up sitting next to them on board. So let me ask you guys because now there's that uh, millennial group that wears that that the natural hair and they don't comb it, uh -huh. and they don't, and, and, and it's and a look. I'm sorry, and I don't like it. Look. Let me tell you something. I, 
when I went to that store, <laughs> Buffalo Exchange, okay? Oh, yeah. And I went oh, to like take that. some things to trade in, mm-hmm. you know, and to get mm-hmm. to, oh, and they wouldn't take the stuff that I brought in there. Mm-hmm. And I went and said, well, what do they <coughs> want to have in this mm-hmm. store? And I went and looked at their rack to see what kinds of they said. And they were selling, you know, T-shirts uh, with, you know, some kind of weird, you know, oh, yeah. uh, logo oh, on the front mm-hmm. and, you know, jeans that look like they should have, you know, look like you should clean your house with them. I thought, okay, people pay money oh, yeah. to look like trash. Yes, they do. They you had know? a pair of jeans mm-hmm. they had that it was looked like somebody went and painted it on them. It was just like ragged, that, and it was like the rave. It was expensive mm-hmm. yeah. to look right like a hobo. <laughs> what they call? I said derelict to my daughter. She said derelict. Like at the end, they're oh, kind of straggling, yeah, or something. Yeah. I think that is so unattractive. Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, and they're expensive. Yeah. They're and so, you know, so all I'm saying is, is that I don't want anybody to think that all of a sudden this crown law or yes. rule mm-hmm. is an excuse to, not to yeah. present yourself yeah. in a way. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I just remember back and I think I might have said this before when my grandmother was alive and she would have be a hundred if she was still alive mm-hmm. and it would be a Saturday. I'd go to her house. And so, you know, I looked like I looked, you know, I didn't, and she looked at me. She goes, I know you didn't go down to that job with your hair looking like that. You know? <laughs> and I always have that in the back of my mind that, you know, you it's look not presentable. Be pre- presentable. Yeah. That's even, if yes. even if you're natural. Even if you're natural. I look at Hygiene is looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do. you mentioned, Sonia, about the kinky, where it's just straight up kinky. And literally, they just roll out of bed. They didn't do nothing to it. And. I personally wear it. It's so kinky. You know, you had a little BBs. 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 <laughs> you know, you remember talking about people's BB shots. Right. It'd be hey, I be going like, and you just want to. That's too much. That hurt my bark. That hurt my stomach. I be going like, that was a girl bark. I mean, girl, trying to eat a sandwich, and I look at that and like, oh look. So you saw someone on Bart looking like that, looking like that, that and her hair was. Now, do you think Probably. she wasn't? She was mentally stable because there are crazy people <laughs> hairstyles, <laughs> like, you know. No, she, it, she 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 looked like she was going somewhere and earning a paycheck. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. At the top, it was what I called you know the buckwheat. Kind of <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> to shave it all up, and then yeah. in the back, it was shaved down to where it was kind of looked like you know if you're shaving it, can you brush it? Right. So. Again, uh, you know okay. something. So I think. So here's what I think that's going on with the millennial I, of, of I, natural I, hair. I think now mm-hmm. it's about individual expression, uh-huh. and, and I'm yeah. just saying yeah. for people of color who have naturally textured hair mm-hmm. versus uh, the white people who, who don't have that, and with them, uh, you know, they're dyeing their hair purple, plaid, yeah. fuchsia, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I get you. Argyle. Yeah. You know, patterns. They're going for the okay. patterns and everything. Like, for yeah. that expression. For that, identity. that identity, yeah. you know. Right. I got you. Individualism. And, and it's personally, it's also a bit of defiancy, cultural it defiancy. Is. It is. I get you know. it. And, I, and I'm, I support that. If that. I'm good, but personal taste, I just would say, if somebody said, if you well, the chance to go my, that way. No, I'm like, mm. But if you came <coughs> into an interview looking like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. right. Yeah, but right. the, you know what? what but that the culture is, they don't care. Because right. if it's something and artistic, right. cultural, right. you know, like artistic, you, yeah, right. and you know it's, that that depends on the profession yeah. you're in. Right. But if you like having to be meet 
you know, people like like I said, when you're out well, in it's not a, a in, people. In corporate corporate world, and you, you have know. to have deals to seal. Well, look, know? all I ask yeah. is if you're sir, if you're in the food place, please put something. Oh in. yes, that's all I that's ask. What I hope that little beady bee cut my appetite. <laughs> it cut it. I was like, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> so. So you guys, I want to, so listen, you're, this is like, wow, 1998, uh, there's a poem, I'm going to share it with you, and it's about nappy hair, called Nappy Good, mm. and the poem is, it goes, kinks to bugs, naps, snaps, BBs, BB shots, nappy ratty <laughs> to dreaded locks, burning and frying up in Cooper's kitchen, remember that? <laughs> Some people say, ooh, look at them Cooper's kitchens. But anyway, <laughs> bold like a lion and always demanding my attention. Doing whatever it wants, whenever it wants, why and however. Wild like a child and naturally beautiful. Sometimes tamed as a gentle beast. Mm. Is it a blessing or is it a curse? Mm. Do you tame something that's against, against its nature because it's wild? Just long enough to blend into acceptance amongst the spurious, the curious, or the culturally bankrupt. Mm. I invite you to take pride in the exhibition of its natural beauty for the world to marvel. Too often criticized, too often often misunderstood. It is time to re-educate the world about nappy, because nappy good is always good. Ah. From playful ringlets to... Uh, Tightly knotted courage, all twisted up and rooted in stubborn pride, sometimes possessing a strength that is supernatural. It transforms and binds the souls to kings and queens, prophets, sages, orishas, and ancient kingdoms. For it is written that his hair was like wool. Mm. There is a common connection with mm. the spirit of Nappy, mm. the spirit of strength shared by our early ancestors, mm. a common spirituality that is beyond rationality, mm. beyond simple understanding. But understand, Nappy is a special gift. Mm. It is one drop of blood, one virile, uh, fertile egg, one virile seed, and the gift is passed on through the birth of a child to carry on to the next generation. It is the gift of the crown. The crown of glory and humility and pride. It represents those who came before and those who will follow. Therefore, we must wear it proudly for the world to marvel. Even if it is greatly nappy and greatly misunderstood, the crown of heritage is never bad. It is always nappy good. Oh, yeah. that by? by yours truly. Oh! Very nice. Very, very nice. <laughs> I did that in 98. Did you really? I, did. I wanted to put something Happy positive nappy. about you need to put that girl. Like, you need to, to sign off. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yeah, you know, and I've, I've always thought about doing something. I thought, you know, because I shared this years ago with an aunt who was a principal at an uh, elementary school. Mm -hmm. And when I shared it, with, she's like, oh, my God. You know, she's thinking about all her kids mm -hmm. and especially little girls. But it was uh, a multicultural school. And, and and also understanding as adult, you understand that little black girls kind of deal with things a little differently. Right. We have different challenges. And I guess she understood the challenges of the parent, whether it was a single parent or whatever. And she said, you know, you need, she said, we need to have this in uh, in a school book or something, but something special to be shared you with uh, with little girls. Especially now, especially now that that, that uh, you know, you know what? You got passed. a point. I would, I girl, I would. I could see that going viral. I could see you doing it on YouTube. Uh oh. Mm -hmm. 
Good idea. And then have the 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 bill, the Senate bill, run across the as a way of as educating, a chicken t- educating, yeah, like and this. then have some like pictures right, flashing right. as the, yeah. the poem is being and, read. Oh, girl, girl. girl. oh, 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 yes, oh, you got to have that yes. just the time to do that. You are, sister, just yes. yes. just so yes. Oh my god! Well, thanks yes. for that, Contessa. See, sometimes I need people to step outside me. Thank you. That 1998. But you know, it had been in my soul for so long, and I was like, I need to do something with this. I need to do something, but I never knew. I can see that going viral. Look, girl, I can see that going viral. I I never knew what to do. This is my tribute to the new bill and and blah, 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 blah. Right. Thank you. Okay, so that's my next project. You just gave me a personal project. Yeah, I'm going to poke you. Okay, then poke me. I am going to poke you because that needs to be said, and that is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, that's talents. education. That no, is, it, and it's it so is. much education, and it's a sense of pride. And it you is, and understanding. Really so a little girl wow. that's a little confused or feeling like you know, mama, they talking about me here. They gonna make a song out of that. One. If she, <laughs> no, hey, they do it out of anything else, don't they? Okay, yeah, Bea, okay, Queen B, if you heard that, I got a song for I'm you. Saying, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> How do you? Right yeah, 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 girl. Oh well, thank that's you, girl. Oh All right. There. Well, we gonna. I'm gonna oh, jump on it. We gonna jump on you it. Better. We will. Because you, I'm gonna have it sent everywhere. Okay, girl. Thank you, girl. You I am to gonna be jump educated on that. even on the bill because I didn't even really know about that. I hadn't. I hadn't heard about it. So we need to be educated on the bill. People know that this is know. out there. And people need and to know got, this. They know their rights. Right. You yeah. know. It's and important. it starts in California, but yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that we had to do it. So when you think about. uh the first to to sport natural hair. Who do you think of? What comes to mind? Who, who who can you think of or anybody? When you think of natural hair, is there anybody that's an image? Whether it's political, social, entertainment. Well, I think back to <coughs> excuse me. Pam to, to oh, oh, there you go. Yes. The seventies. Yeah. Okay, Pam yes. Green. Remember uh, Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Yeah. But Cleopatra Jones. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, and a natural. She yeah. did. She did. Yeah. Very so, early in her career. Angela Davis. Angela, I, I, I Angela Davis. Angela Davis. But I was thinking about the black exposure. Well, I used to. I thought Pam Greer and Pam was sexy. sexy. Natural, yeah. That's what <laughs> I like. She did. She had the sexy with the natural. She made the hairs just like. Yeah, she's a queen girl. Yes. I don't care. Black is I was going to say, yeah, yeah, she, she did, did. gracefully. And you know who yeah. else? I don't know if you remember yeah. this name. This I'm really going I was back. Mention her the too. the movie, the Mac, Vanetta McGee. She was oh, married to Carl somebody yes. actor. Little yeah. short, oh, yes. short little afro, yeah. but just been, beautiful oh, and just yes, like always like she, a yeah, you know, a prince yes. is a queen. Um, uh, one very popular actress uh, who's natural. Oh my goodness! Oh, the one from Africa, from Kenya. Oh, well, yeah, no, 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 Lupita. She did murder. Uh, oh, Viola Davis. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Girl, yeah. she, oh, my she does natural, yeah, too. She does. She's completely yeah. natural. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. Always so, I mean, it's, it's people have been demonstrating, I don't know if courage is the right thing to say. I don't even, but a sense of authenticity. Yeah. Yeah, I like that In better. that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Embrace to, it. To really show 
the spectrum of what we can do with our hair. Yeah. yeah. I think it's wonderful. So it was the 60s and the 70s, the effect of the civil rights movement right. that brought a renewal sense of identity to the African-American community, which resulted in redefinition of a personal style that included an appreciation of black beauty and aesthetics as embodied by the Black is Beautiful movement. Black is beautiful. Free Huey. Have y'all seen? The, yeah, well, have you seen the um, Soul of the Nation at the Young Museum? Oh, I'm going tomorrow. Um, oh, yes. We're going tomorrow. Oh, you going thank tomorrow? You, Lena. You will love it. Thank you for it. saying that. Yeah. Oh, then I'm excited. You would nice. love it. Well, well, what can you say a little bit of sharing? Uh, I don't, it, don't, I don't want to know the details. Yeah, I don't want the details, but, what, but it's so well done. It's, mm-hmm. it's two, good two what, hours. How did you feel? I mean, what, what, I, what are the I emotions away, that you... Oh, so many gamut much. You know what? You know what I was doing? I went with two of my other girlfriends, but I was looking who was present, who attended. Hmm. And, of course, it wasn't enough of us there, Boy, but I was looking... Say? But let me say, I was looking at the reaction... Hmm. Of the other people who hmm. attended, and but one piece that really, to this moment, that really just, just I can't forget about it, and it's a door hmm. admissions, and against it is a black body hmm. going to UC Berkeley, and the reason why I went to Berkeley was because during the 60s, I mean, during the time when they were mm. protesting on the campus and, you know, right. and I like thinking liberal and get behind the classroom, totally different experience, mm. you know. And so the the struggle, the fight and the, you know, as a 17 year old trying to go against a system that didn't support me, didn't want me there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and so that being in an admissions office, having the, you know, do, and that, that just stood out in my mind, you know, but it's, it's. So that's what, you, it brought that yeah, all back yes, to you. Yes, it did. It mm-hmm. did. That, oh, wow. that stood, that stood out for me. Wow. Um, so you could, it's going to, you'll see abstract all, all by us, you know, during the civil rights mm-hmm. movement. I'm excited uh, to see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna it's it's that sounds exciting. I'm yeah, really excited to see it. Yeah, I'm encouraging I, I'm encouraging everyone to please yeah. we need to support. Thanks for sharing that. Now what were you Absolutely. gonna say, Lena? You were gonna make oh, a comment yeah. about well, the only comment I was gonna make is and, and this was my experience because I mentioned that I went to the Oakland Symphony last mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. and um you know, uh I mean, even though it was targeted to uh black uh, not, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. they were doing a playlist of a black executive's mm-hmm. uh, playlist mm-hmm. or performance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd was still 85% mm-hmm. Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And I thought about wh- why is that? And I and how much, and, and the, mm-hmm. it's economics. You know, those that's tickets true. were, I mean, even to go to the museum was yeah, just $20? was 25 but then actually I was letting people, they had freeze. Yeah. yeah. We were able to get in for free. Free, yeah. Yeah, they and had actually, days so that yeah. were free. Yeah, yeah, there are days that are free, and so you have a ticket. But, but, but you wouldn't know that, but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. some people wouldn't. But, you know, $25 yeah. to not, go to the museum, yeah. and if you go with anybody else, that's $50. Right. If you buy a bottle of water, that's another $5. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. It's know, economic. It's, it's economic. But, but however... 
However, <laughs> preach, <laughs> preach. You know, it's this is what I've been going through. My daughter, she's thirty years old, and I tell you, sometimes social media is uh, just a disadvantage to a lot of our young people because we're trying to keep up with a a, a false image. Okay, because I'm going over with that very thing, her finances. Where mm. are you spending your money? Mm. Yeah, and a lot That's of real. it because we we have money when we get turned up. Yeah, okay mm-hmm. strip mm-hmm. clubs okay mm-hmm. we have money when we want some that's what i tell my daughter you have you'll find the money figure out how to get the money when you want to do something i mean there's nothing worse than somebody walking around with you know name brand <coughs> designer 500 handbag girl get out of here get out of here i got a diamond safe or yeah, if or I may, hair. if i'm or hair. Hair. Or yeah. i was gonna say we, that or 500 dollars for hair now. Ooh, I mean, Ooh. what galls me to no end is to see and 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 the way parents perpetuate Wait, that. Got fifteen and sixteen year old girls. Now you know they ain't got no job. Can they come for that? Right. right. Jordan right. Shoe. Do they have a college fund? Right. right. Jordan they be the first one. I can't afford to go to Wait, college. Jordan That's shoes. It. You got Jordan shoes, man. Jordan is getting rich. Okay. All of it, you know, all of it. The latest, I mean, that's a whole the latest phone. Yeah. The, that's what I'm saying. With they, they got an iPhone, you catching the bus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's certainly not smart economics. Hey man, that could be a down payment. Get a little hoopty. That's it. For what you pay for an iPhone, that's a hoopty. That's what you really need to do. As, See, as another, as the next, I would yeah. nominate that. What is topic? The next one? Economic, you know, yeah, yeah we we'll just, you know, because I, I got, I got, that's why, you know, because I wish somebody black like, economics, right? You know what I mean? Right. And it starts at yeah. home. It starts sitting down, learning how. I told my daughter, my daughter makes as much money. I said, but you don't. I said, it's not about how much money you make. It's how you mm-hmm. manage the money mm-hmm. you make. That's what we need to learn. We spend too fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. I said, if somebody could have set me down and start track your dollars. Okay, spend it, but track. At least you, it's not coming to you where your money went. Mm-hmm. Well, I went to Sephora. Like, I don't care, but just know where your dollars are going. Right. You blindly spend it and like, I'm broke. Why are you broke? Because you're not paying attention to your finances. And not finances. only that, we've be, we become really uh, separated physically from the activity of spending money. Oh, yes. That's true. Pay these different apps. Oh, 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 girl. Credit oh. cards. Yeah, we need to that's have that conversation. Wonderful point. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, we need to realize that that's they are, that's point. the man in your pocket for Hello, real. Hallelujah. Yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw this young right man. There. He yeah. was an Asian man. He had a minimum wage job. Oh, I'm sorry. He had a minimum wage job. He was so frugal. People call it stingy. You call it what you want to call it. I mean, he literally would wear the same kind of clothes, wash them. He would do, like, for food. He would just basic stuff. He saved $1 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. when, that's, see, that's, that is, you know, and that's when I told my daughter, that's where, you that's know. That's beyond discipline. But see, this is what they need to teach in school before you go to college. But you know what? So much of it is, I agree, you can teach, you know, academic is just that. It's theory. You really need to have role models around a lot of this stuff. That's and true. Get to, get yeah, that's home. true. That's now, true. Yeah, there you know, that's true. I mean, you know, my mother was a hardworking woman, but she never saw a sale she didn't like. <laughs> okay? And she spent the best that's as she can. She could yeah. bring it in, and you know, and back there there was all kind of, back in the day, exploitation around 
these um, pay not um, payday loans. What they would call them something different. Oh, they called them did call them something different. You know, now it's payday loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you burn Robin Peter to pay. Oh, girl, they now now they got it. You don't even have to physically be somewhere. They got an app for it. Earn it. They call it earn it. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That just came out. They, yeah, and they got this thing. It's almost like when you pay a little bit here, you pay like $1 or maybe a $50 item. You don't have to wait for your pay. You don't have to wait. Girl, yeah. it is crazy. Yeah, they don't even know what the, ask what the interest rate on that is. <laughs> ask them what's going to cost them at the, when they get no, rid you of never hear wait that on the commercial. No, wait a minute. No, no wait a minute. Fine, wait a minute. Earn it. You don't have an interest rate. They said good faith. You pay what you think. However, however, what happens is because of that, you find you start building and building debt behind it because it starts increasing, increasing because it's so easy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm like, this is this yeah, system yeah. is especially millennials. It's not just blacks. It's, yeah, yeah, it's not right. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. It's people who you know get caught up in the cycle of. We all do. Yeah, we all do. But, but, but that's why but you get to a place but, where you realize. And when you start yeah. staring down yeah, retirement, girl. you say, girl, hey, I ain't trying to work at Walmart and I'm 70 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless, right. unless I'm a greeter on Tuesdays and, because it's the next day. on Tuesdays. <laughs> you know, because okay. I, you know, I want to get out of the right. house. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm talking about retirement early. Like I tell my daughter, start putting in money, you know, early and this is i told this is from experience this is not because i'm trying to be getting your business if i if i had somebody pull my coattail you know early on in my 20s 30s say hey contessa don't i don't even think i would have went back to school got my master's i said that's a you know what actually sometimes i think these institutions are ripoffs mm -hmm. because you see people starting their own dot coms coming right out of high school they just started a, a business right in the garage yeah yeah yeah. Well, listen, ladies, I know that we kind of started, okay, so we, started we, we went on, on the second podcast. <laughs> we were on the second one. Sorry. Yeah. So that's all right. Yeah. So, well, you know what? I, I think that on, on that note, you know, just to kind of wind things up is, uh, is there anything that you want to say or add to uh, the new Freedom Day? <laughs> Maybe we should have a Freedom Air Day. <laughs> Something yeah. of a to expression to recognize. Uh, we'll have our own uh, crown holiday, <laughs> natural hair holiday. Uh, you know, I think it's uh, you know on one hand, it's it's a good thing that that's it's we have this law. It's sad that mm -hmm. something had to come into place, that, yeah. but everybody else is getting protection. Mm -hmm. And you know, and when you think about it, when it comes to civil rights, civil rights as it pertains to African Americans protection and being able to fight law schools, uh, lawsuits of discrimination have in from the eighties to the nineties dropped because they were being dismissed in court. So this has a lot to do with the judges and who, what judges are voted in and so forth, particularly when it goes, they changed the whole dynamics, particularly in the state of California under the EEOC. So, so what they did was reduce and, and stop recognizing uh, civil right claims <clears throat> against African Americans for discrimination, and they started recognizing everybody else. That's how they created a so-called balance. But it's never balanced mm -hmm. when people are not being mm -hmm. uh, treated fairly and equally. You know, so I have to just say on that note. Not mm -hmm. I know it's a little bit off topic, mm -hmm. but you know, 
we have to do a lot of uh, training at my job, you mm-hmm. know, different training on different subjects. And so I had to literally, and they were mandated that the training for sexual <coughs> harassment and discrimination mm-hmm. needed to be two hours. Couldn't be less than, it had to be two hours. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So I went through all these scenarios of two hours of this training. And at the end, and it said, give us your feedback. And I said, you know, Interesting scenarios. I didn't think it needed to be two hours. A lot of this is common sense. I'm like, but what bothered me was more than, I would say more than 50% of the scenarios were based on transgender or sexual identity Mm. or, you know, all of this stuff that I'm not trying to in many ways minimize it. I said, you have maybe one example on race or a culture. Right, right. Huge issue, but do you see how the? But it's almost oh, like hitting purposely mm-hmm. and intentionally. Mm-hmm. Let them fight over this little percentage mm-hmm. of you know equality, mm-hmm. equal treatment, fairness, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so forth in the workplace. You know, diversity. We're recognized. We're showing we're recognizing diversity. You know, and we're we're uh, you know meeting compliances in terms That's of that, so they can never close. You know, but in but, a, but you know, but let me. The, the bottom line is. You know, I can't change. I can't transition to white. <laughs> Although you have people out there trying right. to do that. I can try and talk white. Yeah. I can try and look white. But right. you, at the end of the day, and you you're never. That, that's I'm, right. You right. never. Right. Right. But I'm going to spend all this energy worried about you who want to transition to a different gender. Okay? Right. And you can I do mean, that. You know what? I, I mean, this is off the subject too. But, you know, I, I can't. I thought about this. It's like. What if someone decide that, you know, they're going to be, um, you know, a, 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 a spider? And, you know, it's like I'm transitioning as a spider. I'm in transition. Well, that's just insanity. A black white. You know, but, okay, but, you know, but I mean, I'm just saying, it's getting to the point that really, you know, people decide, or, or yeah, you have a black person that just says, you know, I'm transitioning into white. You know, it's like, well, what's going on? Something strange going no, on No, no, no. A lot of black people have done that, actually. Yes, they have. No, I, no, I'm not talking about the ones that pass. No, I'm not talking about that either. I'm talking about about the I'm talking about the ones who, you know have Michael Jackson's money. No, I'm talking about the ones who are so um, I'm talking about the Clarence Thomases. Okay, that's different. You know, I'm talking about, but I'm talking about, that's, about, that's, about, that's, about, that's, about, that's on a psychological yes, level. The guy that was, well, but then it manifests as, you know, I don't want nothing to do with them. And even mm-hmm. to the point where I'm going to be even harsher. And what's the word? Connolly. Yes. The author of having the affirmative civil action, action rescinded and overturned. So that, you know, it is psychological, but then, you know, a lot of what we experience in this cultural is what they call a post-traumatic slave yeah. syndrome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right, right. That's exactly. psychological. Right. Yes. And that's so, gosh, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much self-hatred. Because at that's the end of the so day, you're going to look in the mirror and you know who you are. Yeah. And everybody right? else still does too. Right? Yeah. And it's like, and, and no, yet you're saying, yeah. and you're identifying with a right. completely exactly. different culture. As that's, if to say, there's actually, there's well, something you know wrong with me. Like there's something, there's something wrong with my mom and my daddy. There's something wrong with my grandmother and my grandfather. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when oh I was a teenager, uh, I used to love to stop at thrift stores, and I would like really tried to achieve this like hippie kind of look, and I thought people would think differently, like, "Oh, she's so." Mm-hmm. And then I had this epiphany many, many years later. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. No, how you look. It doesn't matter because that skin. Unless you could change is, that skin. What is that uh, Stevie Wonder song? They, you know. Yeah, but the, the black like 
me, black like me. That was a movie. Or that was show. a movie. Yeah. Where his the guy, black guy, right? Right. Was able to to actually he did a disguise mm-hmm. and changed his oh yeah skin color to white. That's right. Remember? Yeah. And his whole and then there was life a change. There was a, another whole, movie with uh, Godfrey Cambridge, and it's a oh, old. That's, 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 that's the one I'm maybe, talking about. Maybe that's, that's the one it. I'm talking about. Maybe that's Godfrey. it. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. he was a comedian. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's what and I'm he, talking about. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is it? Right. What was it? It black, might black like you might be right. Black like me. Okay. Black like me. But it's an old movie. But it is so that, exactly that. Wow. He, he you know, yeah. disguised himself as white. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people wear that disguise. They wear it. They yeah. Know who they marry and yeah. who they date and all of that stuff. Their circles and their yeah yeah. Okay. They live. Well, ladies, this is our our last little tidbit segment that I call She Rise, She Rolls. It's a segment to honor a Shiro. So, the Shiro of today, anybody have a Shiro? Is Lena's grandmother. Tell us a little bit about grandmother. Thank you. Who would have been 100 years old. Yeah, oh. so I would have, so... Her name was Lena, too, Lena Mae Priestley, and she was born in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually lived 102 because she was born in 1918. Oh. Um, and she died at 92, so she lived oh, a long time. Yeah. Um, and she was just, you know, uh, had a lot of dignity. Mm. Um, and How did she wear her hair? Well... She wore it, um, you know, pressed when she was a younger woman. Well, and then, that was the that was the that norm. Was, that was the norm. Yeah, you know, she worked in nursing and everything. She, mm-hmm. oh. you know, got her hair mm-hmm. went to the beauty shop, and, mm-hmm. and then she wore wigs, you know, uh, in her last mm-hmm. forty years or so. I, I think mm-hmm. she her hair started to fall out. Oh, and, her mother, yeah. everything, you know, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she wore wigs and stuff, you know, and um, she would never leave the house without a wig. Now, you know, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, you know, she had all kind, you know, little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, but nevertheless, I mean, um. The dignity with which she carried herself, mm. you know. I recently was in a, on a panel and was talking to young girls, young adolescents, and they were there and they had a panel of professional women. And a, and a young black girl stood up and she said, I wonder if anybody on the panel has experienced po- imposter syndrome. And imposter, imposter syndrome oh. is where you feel like you've, you're have you in a place you feel mm. like you don't belong. Right. Like a lot of people go to college mm. and they feel like, I don't belong like, here. Or they get a job, they move yeah. up, I yeah. don't belong here. Right. So Impulsive all of that. Syndrome. And so, you know, one of the panelists who was Caucasian answered the question and she goes, well, you know, as women <laughs> and sometimes, but I never, you know, and so no, I've never felt like, you know, uh, I, I've been an imposter. And so, the, so it kind of went, somebody else said something. And I said, wait a minute. I got to answer that young woman's question about what it means to be an imposter. I said, or feel like you have an imposter. And I said, absolutely. I said, as a black woman, people will definitely try to make you feel like you don't belong. Sometimes they'll do it in very subtle ways. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll do it in ways that are, you know, more obvious. I said, but let me tell you that wherever you are, you belong there. Mm. And I think that that's the big takeaway that I got from my grandmother from mm. a very early age. I love wherever it. Wherever you are. You belong. You belong. I like that. Oh, wow. Well, then on that, so everyone, I'm going to do this. I want to close by going around. I love that. Wherever you are, you you belong. belong. Okay. So we're going to close. What I like to do is go around, and this is what I call this I believe. Mm -hmm. And so I want, I'm going to go around, 
and then I want you, you don't have a lot of time to think about it, but you're going to say one thing that you believe, starting with you, Tanya. This I, I believe. Me. This Start I believe. I love me. All right. You know, I'm doing Contessa? it quickly because that's the first thing that came to my mind. You know, okay. this I believe in me. I love it. Lena? This I believe that the, that the good you put out there will come back. This is Sonia. This I believe. I believe that you have church when you bring the spirit of of, of people together equally yoked, and and only great things will come out of that. Okay. All right, y'all. So, on that, thank you for hanging out with us today, Sister Love, our sexy circles. Yay! Bang the table, and be sure to check us out uh, in the next round of our exciting podcast. Bye, y'all. Bye. 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 Bye.